All right, we're back with you guys. My guest today is a musician and music lover himself, Greg Ward. Welcome to Music Talk. What's up? Um, so, you're a bass player. Correct. Um, tell me about, you know, give me, I don't know, two or three minutes of, uh, tell, tell me like, some of the stuff you've done, or some of the bands and stuff you've been in over over the years. Well, let's see. So, I mean, I started playing bass probably when I was, you know, 15 years old, which was heck of a long time ago. So, you know, 40, 45. I played 45 years over 40 years. Ouch! Ago. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I know that. <laughs> So, been in lots of bands, uh, played lots of kinds, you know, kinds of music, styles of music, and, uh, you know, just, uh, it's always been there, you know, it's always been, you know, kind of a part of me, and, uh, you know, it's never been a, a forced thing, it's been a natural thing, and it's been a cool, mm -hmm. a cool thing. Yeah, you never, you never felt like you were forced into it, huh? It's no. always been a love, huh? Yeah, yeah, and a, and a passion. You know, and it's just, you know, to me, music is, you know, for for a true musician, I mean, it is a uh, an expression of how how you're feeling, you know, or, or emotions that you have inside of you, mm -hmm. you know, different different moods, um, and so I mean, it's therapy at times, mm -hmm. you know, um, for myself. You know, it's entertainment, you know, I mean, I can, you know, I never get bored. If I'm at home bored, I just pick up a guitar, you know, and, I, and I'm creating and I can, and I can be engaged and, um, you know, so it's always, um, you know, a, something new that I can, you know, put myself into and, and uh, create, which is always a cool thing. Mm -hmm. And, and so you play a little guitar too, right? Bass is your main thing, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, either way. I mean, yeah, yeah. I probably had a guitar, you know, back when I was fourteen or fifteen, and we were so poor, I lost two strings. That's why I'm a bass player. Yeah, I, I, I see how you could uh, end up there, uh, end up on bass. Yeah. Uh, but no, strange, strangely enough, I mean, for for some reason, you know, back back in the teen years, you know, I would always key in to, you know, the, the bass, what, what, what the bass player was playing, you know, the notes, the melodies, the lines that they were playing, um, more so than, you know, I still never listened to lyrics very much at all. Screw lyrics. Yeah. Um, you know, I always listened to, you know, guitar and lead stuff, but, but the bass was, you know, whether it's the register or the tonality and, and just the interesting, um, you know, piece that it plays in a band or an ensemble, you know, of, of instruments, you know, just for some reason just, you know, attracted, you know, me, mm. like gravitated towards that, that tone, that sound, and, and that piece of the puzzle. Mm, yeah, I, I like the register of bass too. I mean, I, I kind of feel like I gravitate towards that as well. Yeah. So for you, it wasn't just necessarily about like the about chords in a song and the fascination with the harmony necessarily, but it was it was also the lines, it's, you know, the, and yeah. the tone of it was was cool to you. Yeah, the lines because that's that's what I picked up on was, you know, 
basically what was driving the songs was the bass. Mm. You know? And while the chord structure was cool and interesting and the melody was nice and the, and the vocals, you know, were, were, were cool, um, you know, I could just tell that, you know, what the bass player was doing made the song. Mm. And and to a lot a lot of people, you know, it's a subtle piece that they don't get. Mm. But it's not at all, is no, it? No, it's not. Yeah, I mean, it's it makes or breaks a song. Yeah. And when you hear, you know, you know, a bass riff and a line that's holding down the fort, um, you, you know, I mean, you you can tell that that's you know that's an integral part or component of that song. Mm-hmm. See, I was going to ask you this later, but let's just do it now. So, so you're so you're saying that I, I've always felt that the bass is really like the center. Right. You know, the bass is like really. Sometimes I think people think that drums are the kind of the center and everybody's swirling around the rhythm, but right. I, I think the bass is really actually the center. Yeah, yeah, I, I I agree with that. I mean, you know, the bass and the drummer, you know, I mean, they do. You know, for for the most part, make up the rhythm section of, of a band. You know, and that's where that's the foundation. But you know, the drummer is is basically, you know, not just keeping the beat, but that's where the rhythm is and that kind of stuff. But the but the uh, you know the swing or the you know the movement of the music mm. is is being you know controlled. Or driven, mm. you know, by, by the bass player, the bass line, the intensity that, that that's going on. I mean, the dynamics in a band, you mm. know, um, coming up, coming down. You know, you know that the uh, the bass guy is, you know, kind of driving that as well. Mm. You know, and so that that always fascinated me being a control freak. <laughs> yes, you are. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> But it's really driving it, right? And so, so you would say that that the drums aren't really driving the beat. They're they're like they're like helping the beat. Well, I think that yeah. depends on the bass player. Mm, yeah. So you know, I was or, thinking, no. What did I just say? Yeah, the, the the drums aren't really driving the beat. That the drums are really like helping, and, and the bass player is really, yeah. Yeah, for for me, you know, and I was thinking about this. You know, kind of on the way over here and stuff. Um, it depends on the style of bass player, mm, yeah. okay. And there's a lot of guys. There's not. There's no right or wrong. It's just you know, it's it's all interpretation, right? Mm -hmm. That's what music is. Right. So for some guys, you know, for some bass players, you know, they're gonna be the don don don. You know, country or mm -hmm. or even rock. You know, just ba da da da. Yeah. You know, and, mm -hmm. and, and that's fine. And, and in, you know, in that case, yeah, the drummer is going to be maybe driving stuff perhaps more mm -hmm. um, in, in that case. But, you know, my style of playing is I'm a, you know, pretty melodic uh, bass player. And so, which is, it's probably not very common. Or, mm. or such, you know, across the board. We wish it was more common. Yeah, perhaps, um, you know, but it's good job security. <laughs> but, you know, so for me, um, yeah, the, 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 the drums when, you know, so the rhythm section that, 
that uh, you know works with 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 with, with my bands that, that I've been in and, and our band now is that um, you know the drummer you know's holding holding the fort down mm -hmm. holding the time um, and I'm able to create you know a, the pocket you've heard, you've heard guys talk about sure. the pocket you know and and but you know because Jazz guys are always complaining about the pocket. <laughs> well, that's another interview. <laughs> so, so, so for me, you know, you know, when 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 the drummer and I, you know, got the pocket working and it, and it's going good, you know, I rely on him, you know, to kind of keep keep things, you know, going, so I can you know, come in, up and down, and around the pocket, mm -hmm. you know, fluidly and melodically, um, and, 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 it's, and it's those kind of melodic things that I like to do to drive the song. Mm -hmm. You know, not so much the drummer, you know, pushing the song. I, I like to do it, um, you know, musically. Yeah, if sure. That, if that makes sense. Uh-huh, that makes a lot of sense, yeah. So like, so, so then in, this is something that I'm always fascinated by is kind of the role of everybody in the band. You know, I've talked about this a lot where with a violin player, um, I feel like my role is color, you know, like, so, so for example, you got five, a five piece band, let's say you've got, you know, bass drummer, two guitars and a violin. Um, we've got three full guys to do this hold it down kind of thing you're talking about, right? Especially with a rhythm guitar sort of added to that a little bit. Yeah. And then we've got these other two guys that are idea of, of adding color. That doesn't mean the other three can't help with that too, because that's what you're right. talking about. Sure. But I, I guess, so like, so with like, you, so you're talking a little bit about texture wise, what is your, what is your idea of like, how much those guys, those three should be playing the, the, the bass and drummer and rhythm. Should, should they be blasting through the whole time as many notes as possible? Should they be playing literally nothing or should, you know, what, what is your feeling on that? Well, I mean, that's a great question. And for a lot of people, I mean, they just want to, you know, blast their way through. I mean, everybody's heard of the term less is more. Yeah, sure. Um, and so, you know, for me, you know, being the bass player, um, you know, I'm always um, tuned in to what everybody else is doing. I mean, mm -hmm. I mean, the thing about being a good player is you got to be a good listener. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So if you're not listening to what the other guys are doing, then there's no way that you could um, compliment them. You can't accompany. So when you're playing a lead, mm -hmm. you know, I'm digging what you're doing mm -hmm. and I'm giving you, I'm, I'm trying to not just give you, but I'm trying to create the space for you to, for you to do your thing, mm -hmm. yeah. <clears throat> you know, and, you know, maybe embellish it a little bit and, you know, put some dressing on it and make it interesting, but not, but, and, but not overshadow and, and not clutter up the space so what you're doing gets lost yeah because i because my job as the bass player is to make you shine yeah, yeah you know i want 
what you're doing, you know, to be on top, out front, where, where people, um, you know, are just digging that. And, and they're not going to know what I'm doing in the background to kind of set the stage because, okay, now here's Rob coming. And so I'm, you know, it's kind of like, you know, I'm bringing the lights down and the spotlight's coming on you, but you do all that musically. You're right. And, and I think everybody in the band, to some degree, has to do that too. And that's, and that's what dynamics is all about. And when you've got, you know, two or three other, you know, lead players that can come in and, and that, I mean, they've got to be aware that, you know, they need to, um, you know, come down or, or, or um, you know, play much less for, for, for sure. Um, and, and that their role is to complement whoever's taking the lead at the same time. Mm -hmm. And so it's a, it's a tricky deal. Not everybody gets that. Mm -hmm. not, well, definitely yeah, not everybody gets that. Most people don't get that. Yeah. I mean, because I was thinking just as you were saying that, like you, for example, so let's say it's like a slow blues. And I've seen this a lot at, at jams where you have somebody soloing and they're doing that kind of like regular regular kind of feel of a slow blues and somebody will the bass will decide to knock that up to like a six eight walking kind of thing right. and and it's not and so you've now so so if i start get if i start going for real on my solo and you go oh boom ba do 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 ba boom do do and you start walking pretty hard yeah. now you you are listening to what you, you're first of all doing the listening part but also you're trying to help enhance my solo by giving this energy, right? right. And this, this momentum of, right. of adding to my solo by changing what you're doing. Right. You know, yeah, I thought that was cool. And for a while I, I didn't understand what a lot of people that are, I think, non-musicians don't understand is, why was that so cool right now? Oh, well that's because the bass decided to do this walking thing, decided to make this cool choice yeah. and nobody can understand what's going on that's not a musician, but the bass player just decided to kind of help this thing out. Yeah, and yeah I mean it's kind of like, uh, you know, you're walking out <clears throat> down in the park in a trail or something and you know, there's a couple of different forks in the, in the road mm -hmm. or whatever and we can go this way. And this will be a cool place to go, and it's got its own little scenery and stuff like mm -hmm. that. Or we can go this way, and it's got a different, a different vibe. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, as the bass player, I can kind of see, all right, well, let's take Rob this way and see what he does. Yeah. And let's have a little fun over here. And now I'm going to bring him back over to this other trail. So in that, I mean, that's kind of the driving, you know, uh, ability. Um, you know, of what, of what what a good bass player can do. Mm. You know, and, you know, kind of what you were talking about, too. I mean, I've been in a lot of jam bands, mm. you know, and, you know, to be a good jammer, I mean, you have to be able to change, you know, a lot of different elements of the song mm. um, uh, to create you know, different moods, different scenes, different feels, whatever. And so, you know, be, being a jammer, I mean, that's always fun because, okay, well, this is, it's just getting kind of old and boring, so let's change it up. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't have to just sit there and do the same thing for, you know, two and a half minutes, you know. And mm -hmm. so, 
yeah, I'm being a little frisky, so let's let's mm. pep thing, let's, right. let's jazz it up a little bit. You know? And you you were talking about the idea of you you're hearing what like the soloist is doing, and so you you have the sport, and you're going to go like I'm going to do this now, and this whole attitude changes when you know what you know who the other player is too, right? Because I mean you you have these. You have like five really great listeners in your band, so you know that when you change to that walk, that other person's gonna hear it in less than a second that you've changed, and so now that they are, you know they're listening to you as much as you're, li if you have a certain situation. Right, right. I mean, that's what a good band is all about. I mean, they're, right. they're feeding off each other. Mm -hmm. You know, so we're creating something on the fly, you know, just impromptu, and, uh, what people don't understand is that happens this fast, oh, yeah. you know, you get it. That's just so cool that people yeah. get so good at listening. Right. And you have to listen to be able to make that happen. I mean, I've played in a lot of bands where, you know, I'm doing this and the other guy doesn't get it. He still gaze over here. That's mm -hmm. a train wreck. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, and so. That really so, helps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, in those situations, you know, I mean, I don't do that as much because the other guy can't handle it. Yeah. So at that point in time, you know, you, you or, or I make that adjustment scale back down, you know, to keep things, you know, good for everybody. And if that's where they're at, you know, try to keep it as good as it's going to, it can be, mm -hmm. you know, because, uh, you know, they're not going to get it. And so you, there's, no, there's no sense in, you know, I mean, you, you've got some limitations, but you know, that's just the way it is. Mm -hmm. I mean, another couple of things on that that I was thinking about is that I know I talk to my students about this a lot, where when you're improving specifically, I think people sometimes are kind of flabbergasted by improv of, of they've never done it before. They're like, you're just making that up right now. And I always try, I always try to explain to them that you kind of said this earlier, where others are kind of helping you decide sometimes. Right, like, like for so if you're a really good listener and you've kicked this up to this walk, that if I'm a good listener and I am gonna go with you, you've now decided what you you know you've helped decide where this energy is going for the next half a minute or something. And if I go with you, I didn't decide that energy; the bass did, or the bass is playing off of what I'm doing. And so, like that always that always surprises me. Uh, and it's obvious when you like pick a song, right? Somebody picks a song and that's immediately deciding kind of like a ballad compared to like a rip-roaring fast song, right? You're, you're, yeah. the, the song is kind of dictating to you already what huge area of improv you're doing, right? You're not going to go wild and crazy on this ballad because it's a ballad. But then you get over here and you might not do really boring like long tone kind of stuff for it, you know? So I think during... I mean, I don't know if you agree with that or not. I think maybe that's a little bit what you're saying, where you're not always 100% deciding what you're doing as other people are helping you in a way. Sure. And, uh, and I think it, it also doesn't have to be just the guy taking the lead ride. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, the drummer can, you know, throw in some different stuff rhythmically, you know, and then I'll key in on that, you know, and that'll give mm -hmm. me a different idea. And so, you know, you know, we may together, you know, go a different direction, but because he kind of kicked it off, right? Or he, he kind of instigated it. Yeah. So, oh, that's cool. Yeah, he instigated it. Yeah. Damn, those drummers, they're always instigating yeah. things. Yeah. 
So yeah, it, yeah. It, it doesn't have to be the lead guy. It could be mm -hmm. anybody. Or what the singer's singing or, you know, there's, I mean, that's just the fun of it. I mean, it's, you know, it's kind of like the Army. It's not just a job, it's an adventure. Mm -hmm. It's totally an adventure. Um, la last question on that that I was thinking about that you were saying about about not getting the limelight. And I always like for to make so for people to understand like with a sports analogy, I think of like football and the linemen, right? That that kind of reminds me of the bass and drums, yeah, where okay. if they if they're wrong, everything looks really bad. Right. But then when it's right, the quarterback gets all the glory. you know all the glory, you know, and and like uh, and I just think that's really I, the one in another band I had. It was a funny moment where. I said, like, we had just got done playing a show, and it was our country band, and I was like, I said something like, man, man, guys, I think we're, I think we're off on our, on our chord in that song, and he kind of looks at me with the corner of his eye, he's like, you mean the bass player was off, <laughs> and we all just start laughing, because we knew what he meant, how, like, a country and blues, for sure, when the bass is, like, wrong on that four chord, yeah. like, it sounds bad, and everybody's like, oh, ah, and we, you know, right, right, right. and, I mean, Talk a second about that, about how you like emotionally handle that, I guess, of never getting limelight, but then getting credit, you know, everybody looking back at you when it's wrong and stuff. What do you think about that? Well, I usually don't get anything wrong, so that helps. Yeah, well. <laughs> but Greg Ward talking yeah. crap. <laughs> no, I'm just messing with you. You're right. Um, you, know, I, you know, I'm not in it for the limelight. I don't really care. I mean, I don't, you know personality-wise, whether we're playing music or not, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm not an attention hound mm -hmm. anyway. Yeah. So, I mean, that's no big deal to me. Um, so, you know, I'm kind of an analytical kind of guy, mm -hmm. you know, so, you know, I, I like, you know, I like hanging back and kind of, you know, seeing what everybody's doing and, and uh, okay, well, you know, how can I, how can I come in here and do that? And then, you know, I mean, my satisfaction is just that, you know, if stuff works and it's cool, great, I'm happy. Mm -hmm. I and mean, I don't care whether anybody else necessarily gets it or, or, or I get any, you know, real credit. Mm -hmm. uh, you, you know, I mean, it's a you know, really good attitude, man. You know, I mean, it's, I mean, it just is what it is. And, you know, so what makes me happy, I mean, you know, like our band. You know, we've got a really good band and everybody, uh, you know, there's no really big ego trips like in, Yeah, I know, agree with that, yeah. You know, in most every other band Besides in the world, me, like, you know, then, yeah. <laughs> but, Just to give a disclaimer, we're, we're in a band, I, mean, I didn't say that, we're in a band called uh, Dirtgrass Canyon, and so he's, he plays bass, I play violin and stuff, so if people don't know what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so, I mean, the credit, the glory, I mean, you know, no big deal. Yeah, um, so that, that's kind of a really good segue to the next thing that I wanted to talk about um, is kind of bands in general. We talked about kind of the music portion, but, but I, uh, tell me about, uh, a little bit about Crossroads Revival. Well, Crossroads Revival was, a, was an idea that I had back in probably 2010, you know, kind of in part of the Tea Party whole mm. kind of thing, because I'm kind of a political junkie, you know, when I'm not playing music. Mm. And, you know, that whole movement was kind of fun and, and interesting, but what 
you know, what I noticed was is that, you know, a lot of those people are really boring. <laughs> you, know, uh, you know, they don't, they don't, they don't really know how to have fun. There's, mm. they, they got good ideas, but they're kind of stuffy and, yeah. you, you know, a little tight, huh? Yeah, tight. That's a, that's a good word. And so, you know, and when you go to a, you know, a big event, you like, uh, you know, you need some energy. Mm -hmm. um, uh, especially if you got a bunch of stuffy people, somebody's got to, you know, break the ice and, and, and get the party going. So, you know, I mean, the other side, you know, if you're on the liberal side, I mean, they've got Bruce Springsteen coming out and, mm -hmm. and, and, and some of those kind of people. And, and so I, I had the idea, well, let's put together a rock and roll country band that can that, that, that's a good band that can go to some of these things and show these people how to have fun. You know, stir, hashtag tea parties. Tea parties are stuffy. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, a, a, a lot, a lot mean, of yeah. political people are. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The tea parties weren't, weren't really. They, they were just coming on the scene. So, mm -hmm. you know, and it, and it was a. You know, and my idea was also. If we were having fun, that would attract non-political people. Mm -hmm. You know, that may you know kind of had some of the similar ideas, but didn't want to be around those, all those boring people. Yeah. So if we could come in and create a situation that was a fun mm -hmm. atmosphere, that, that would help kind of promote the whole thing too. So, so anyway, that was the, that was the idea. So. And so, so you were playing not just bar gigs, you were playing like events yeah, some political to events. Total, yeah. total events. We didn't, I don't yeah. think we ever played in a bar. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Ever. We, we were just... And did you say you did a big thing with the Koch brothers thing, or were you going to do that? I can't remember what you said the other night. No, we, yeah. we, we did. Um, yeah. Like the Koch brothers national convention, right? Like. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, they, you know, we, we had some, you know, we were kind of doing stuff around Kansas City, mm -hmm. um, a, a different advance, and, you know, got to, you know, start you know, playing for the governor here and, and you know, meeting some different people and, and you know, it's just kind of like anything else, networking stuff. And so, yeah, I, I became some acquainted with some of the people that were associated with their group. And uh, so they had a big convention once a year that or they did at that point in time. And, and so um, I had written a song, actually, been working on some some original music because I like to write stuff too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I wrote a song that kind of, you know, captured what I thought the whole Tea Party movement, you know, was all about and was trying to do. Mm -hmm. And that song was called "Keep the Eagle Free." Mm -hmm. You know, and so, um, you know, we recorded that song, um, and you know, we 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 play that and and. Uh, and that, you know, kind of led to us getting the invite, you know, to go to Washington, D.C., mm -hmm. you know, to play their big national convention um, there in, I don't know when it was, 2011, 2012, maybe something like that. And so, yeah, they, you know, they bought us all. I mean, we were a pretty good-sized band. I think there was six of us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, so they flew us all out, mm -hmm. you know, had all the backline music equipment mm -hmm. on the stage ready for us. We yeah, just had wow. to take our guitars and, you know, walk into the arena, 
you know, on the concert place. Tending your Aerosmith and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of like that. Yeah. So, so I guess I'm asking, I asked you to, to kind of give people a background of kind of what level of events and stuff that kind of band was at. And so, like, the, the, both these questions are kind of linked, I guess, is that, so what, what was a thing about that band that didn't work? What was the thing that was like tough about that, or? Well, I mean that was in in a way a disappointing band. On on, on the other hand, because um, there wasn't a real um, synergy with a lot of the band, you know, with the individuals in the band. I mean, we weren't really, we were playing songs. We really weren't making music. Mm. You know, and and so while the while the moment was fun, while while the energy was there, and we and we were a pretty good band, but it was you know pretty canned. I mean, yeah, to some yeah, degree, sure. There wasn't any. I mean, it's kind of like what I was talking about earlier. I mean, they were some of them were limited you know, musicians, so, so you couldn't go out on a limb. Musically, and, and, and yeah, musically, yeah, yeah. and have yeah. everybody follow you. I mean, you just kind of did the same thing. I mean, what was cool was, I mean, we had, I mean, really good vocals, um, and uh, you know, I I'd known the drummer uh, for for years and been in two or three different bands with him, and he's a really good drummer, and so we played really well together, and so, um, and I think you know the guitar player Jeff Readers was, was, mm -hmm. was yeah, yeah. he's a good guitar player. And stuff. So I mean, you know, we, we had our moments, and we had a good sound, and, mm -hmm. and most of those people weren't that we played through weren't music aficionados. I mean, they didn't know any different. You know? Yeah, they were, they and they were, weren't there for you, right? That that you were a back, background to the event, obviously, right? In a way, but yeah. you know, I mean, you know, as we did two or three of these things, you know, then people keyed in that we were going to be there, they they recognized that we, cool, yeah. that we brought some life to the party, and so uh, you know they they were they were digging that. Yeah, that's and, cool. And so, but it was but it was a different animal. I mean, it was a different cause, and um, I mean it was good for what it was, and uh, you know we, we we played a lot of a lot of fun, interesting, different places, met a lot of cool people, uh, deals. Um, you know, one of them I'll just tell you about was. Um, kind of before um, we, we started, um, you know, I hooked up with Kansas City DJ AM talk show Greg Knapp. Mm -hmm. Okay, and I think he's still on the air now, but you know, he was running a conservative radio talk show. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so I met Greg, um, I don't remember how, but, but, but anyway, we, 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 he played guitar, and we talked a little bit, and I had kind of had this idea, and I kind of laid it on him, and we said, hey, let's get together, and we did. And um, so from just the two of us kind of doing an unplugged thing, um, you know, we got an invite to do a deal up in uh, uh, North Kansas City. I'm trying to remember where it was. 
wasn't quite up to St. Joe, yeah. uh, but it was, uh, what, what's right up by the airport? What's the, what's the little town up there? Oh uh, man, I can't even think of it. Uh, there's uh, Platt, it was the Platte City, Platte City yeah. uh, Re Republican Party, and they brought in uh, Ronald Reagan's son. Mm -hmm. uh, um, can't, can't remember what, what his first name is. No, I can't remember either. Um, but but anyway, they, they, they brought him in, and so we got to play, and we got to, you know, we got to bring, you know, Reagan's son up on stage and, 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 and meet him, and, uh -huh. you, you know, and so, I mean, that was a very cool experience. Oh, yeah, I bet. That's, that's pretty big time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, and so we got to, you know, that's neat. kind of kid with each other, and, you know. Yeah, um, that's cool. So, so I guess, so why I'm... Why I'm coming to this is that what you and I were talking about the other day um, was about the idea of when you're sitting in a band and you have this direction you want to go as you, as you or maybe two or three of you are all sort of kind of on the same page of what you want and then you have these other two or other person or whatever that's that you can tell that it's hard to tell what they think, but by their actions, they're not showing, you know, the same sort of like intensity or the same sort of, um, initiative or the same sort of, um, the same want and desire that you have by action. Yeah. You're not talking musically necessarily. No, I'm talking like direction of the band. Yeah. 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 And, and, and it could be musically like... too, but I'm talking specifically about yeah. the direction. And so you and I were talking about how, Sometimes, like, somebody like myself that is maybe more, I don't know about leader-driven, but I'm definitely, like, thinking out, like, our goals and our, you know, what direction we're going and what do we need to get there. Anal. And, anal. <laughs> Great. Thanks, Greg. That's lovely. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, um... What would you would you say the helicopter mom Rob? <laughs> you remember? I did remember it. It stuck. It stuck with me, and it hurt my soul. But, um, but it, for you, yeah, I know. But it, so you were talking about how you have a couple of people in the band that are kind of acting sort of more like leaders, and the other ones are kind of getting dragged along, sort of. Um, but you were talking about how that's not. We, we sometimes feel like that's bad, right? Because we have this these couple that are trying so hard and then the other feel, it, it seems like from our perspective that the others aren't trying. But you were talking about how it's kind of not so great when you have like five leaders in the band because they're all like arguing. Right. Yeah, talk about that. Well, that's where conflict comes from when you have, you know, too many people trying to drive the bus, mm. you know? And so, I mean, I mean I've been there and, and you know, 40 years, I've been in all kinds of bands with all kinds of, you know, really good players, but, you know, some people had good, uh, fair ambition levels and some had no ambition. Um, and, and so for somebody like me and you that are pretty ambitious minded, we, you know, we were, we're, we're driven people. We want to make things happen, you know, I guess. And so when you're in your, you know, when you're in a band and you feel that it's more than just a hobby, mm -hmm. okay, um, you know, and you want to try to make something happen with the band, you know, so we're always pushing to be better and get better promotional stuff and, 
know, better, you know, uh, studio recording or, or, or right. whatever. Um, so we, you know, we, we, we tend to uh, expect everybody else, you know, to share that same uh, le level of enthusiasm right. and, and, and willingness to get behind the thing and push it. Yeah. And so, you know, I learned, you know, a long time ago that, you know, that's painful because when you, when you start pushing on, you know, I mean, I mean, I live out in Tonganoxie, we got farm animals, right? Yeah. You know, I mean, you got a, you got a mule, you know, I mean, I mean, he's kind of happy hanging out. And if you go try to push the mule, he might not like it and, mm. and he might get kicked. Mm. And so, you know, it's a personality, it's a management thing in a, in a way. I mean, you just kind of have to judge or, or take everybody at their personality style and level and ambition level and, and, and not push. Because, you know, regardless, pushing doesn't, you know, if something doesn't want to get pushed, it's going to get broke. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I just learned to let people you know, kind of do what it is that they want to do. And if they want to do more, say, here, let's do this, or, you know, guide and direct, you know. Mm -hmm. You know, try to, you know, try, try to lead. I mean, that's what leadership is all about. Mm -hmm. Say, let's do this. You know, and, and a lot of those people, you know, I mean, we'll go along with it. Um, and they're good with that, and so, you, you kind of have to find the relationship and the roles um, in, a, in a band so that works. So that you, you've got some people calling the shots, some people just, you know, showing up. Mm -hmm. um, and it's more important for the people, you know, to show up um, that are willing to show up. Because I've been in bands where, yeah, let alone they don't, sh you know, have the desire to show up, they just don't show up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> You know, and, and, and if, you're at a, you know, if you're at a gig and, you know, and all of a sudden, oh, wow, man, like my car broke down, dude. Dude, man, dude, you know, it's like, yeah. And so I think that's like the key is that, is that you're, you're sitting here with this, with this perception, I guess, and this, this knowledge that you may have from their previous actions of, of if you if you're just gonna put them into these two categories of some, of the people that are super ambitious with it and the people that aren't, you the the key the, the key it seems like to me is like what do I do about that you know do it do I go try to push them like you said and make them come with you and drag them kicking and screaming or do you sit there and find do you sit there and go go find like-minded people. Because that, that's what I think many people have is they get mad that the other guy, yeah. like uh, like a, a good example is like drinking and drugs, right? And this happens a lot with bands where, where one guy is a party or like crazy and then the other guy's going like, dude, we can't do that all the time. We need, we have shows, we have deadlines, we have, you know, and so you're trying to basically make this guy quit a 14 year habit, you know, and, and so, so that, that may be a situation where you got, you don't have any control over this right yeah, now. Yeah, right? I mean, that's, that's a tough deal. I mean, you know, I mean, I, I try to, I, I came to the con conclusion of, 
you know, like, like we talked about, not, not trying to push people, but see where they're at and what they want to do. I mean, I can't, and, and I was always the guy that was trying to motivate somebody. You know, I thought, well, you know, I'll, if I do this, this, and then maybe they'll catch on and get excited, and then they'll, maybe they'll do something about it, and, you know, kind of get with the program, and, you know, you know well, kind of like the Crossroads Revival Band. You know, I thought that, you know, you know, that, that flying to Washington D.C., you know, and making everybody feel like rock stars would be a pretty good moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And but it was just like, oh, well, it's a free trip. I'm going free trip. I mean, yeah, this yeah. could be the shot of a lifetime, mm -hmm. everybody. I mean, you know who's out in the audience over here? Right. You know how we could be playing across the country, you know, for the next two years and opening up for Leonard Skinner. You know, I mean, you just yeah, 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 yeah. going going nuts, and they're just. You know, Senator Senator blah blah blah, it's like right there. Yeah, you know, I mean, that's it, yeah, it, and you're getting to a good point where th this is this goes into a massive like psychology, even even a political landscape of what you're talking about right now. Of can you ch can you with a person that's in the band, can you change their ambition? No, right? Yeah, yeah, no, you can't. Yeah, and so if you try because you're an anal guy. You're going to get hurt, mm. and, that, and the other person's not going to have a clue because they don't care. Mm. You're, I mean, you're, you're, you're the only one that's going to get bent out of shape. Because mm. they ain't getting bent out of shape. Right. They're not even but, thinking about this. And they don't right even now. know that they're, you know, what what, mm. what the issue is or what the problem is. You know, like what's wrong with Rob, <laughs> you know, or whatever, or Greg, yeah. or Greg or something. So, yeah, I just, you know, I, I just don't try to motivate people anymore or, you know, necessarily go out and think that, um, you know, this guy's like-minded so we, we might make a good, you know, fit or he might be a good fit for the band or, or, or whatever. Um, you know, I mean, I mean, how did we hook up? It was just a fluke. Yeah. Uh -huh. You know, I mean, you, you, know, you guys just had that jam session going on um you, you can get together anyway one i mean it just happens it happens you know and it's not like people are caught you know uh, right. you know purposely looking or whatever but but you you find you find that person with whoever you know this this like-minded person yeah and, i mean you know, i mean to some degree all bands are different you know yeah and you know. everybody's different in the band i'm not saying everybody in the band's got to be a you know tea party maniac right you know, right to get along with because most, most most musicians probably aren't you know, conservative-minded. If you want to get into the political, mm -hmm. which but well, I don't care about. Or that. leaders. We just talked about right. that. It, all five leaders is also yeah. bad. You yeah. Know? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, I mean, talking about our band, what I thought was what, what makes it one of the things that makes it really cool is is the is the personality mesh that mm -hmm. you know everybody has their own individual personality and everybody has their own individual talent set. Um, and, and on both spectrums, all of that works together pretty good. Mm -hmm. you, I agree. You know, and, and, and I've, ne I've never really been in a band with five guys or five people that are, are both always talented uh, and, and, and have, you know, a pretty equal contribution level to the sound. There's always, you know, a weak link or two and you kind of, you know, gotta. I mean, they're limited, and that's, you know that's always a frustration. 
um, in a way, or you know, you got to make adjustments. And you know, like you said, I mean, this guy's an alcoholic, and you know, by the third set he's toast. Mm -hmm. You know. By the first set, he's toast. <laughs> yeah. uh, you, you know, and so, you know, how do you go out and, you know, consciously try to um, create those situations working? I don't, I don't think you can. It just happened that, you know, we had some chemistry, both musically, you know, and, um, you know, personality-wise that, uh, you know, we have fun together, and you know, nobody gets super bad shape about anything, mm -hmm. and, and we're all pretty easy going, and we just want to have a good time and play good music, and, and uh, I mean, that's the cool thing about it. Really, that's really cool, man. I I just I wanted to talk a lot about that today because I think this is an absolutely huge problem in bands is the dealing with the, each other's personalities and getting the right mix of people. I I think that this is. That this is to me probably the biggest reason why bands fail oh, is because okay. because of, of this dynamic of oh. how people deal with each right. other and the roles of everybody and like right. that whole thing is a lot of different things. But that problem is like probably I don't know if you agree with that, but that's oh, probably the number one reason people. Hundred percent. So back, you know, back when I was eighteen, you know, uh, you know, in Topeka, Kansas, I was was playing in a band and. You know, I, 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 well, I wasn't, I was playing in a different band and, and, uh, and this, and this guitar player came to, to the club. I don't know how I was playing in clubs before I was 18, but <laughs> I was, <laughs> um, you know, so this, so this guy from Austin, Texas, who, who, who'd been in town for a while, you know, came and heard me and he, I mean, you know, he was digging what I was doing and, uh, so, you know, we, we got together, and before you know it, I was part of his band. Mm -hmm. And uh, I mean, he was a great, great guitar player. I mean, he, you know, he could hold his own next to Stevie, Stevie, Stevie Ray Vaughan. Mm -hmm. and, um, and so we, we played, played around Topeka for a while, and you know, and that, and that band, and, you know, a couple of the other players were not at the same level that that we were at, mm -hmm. so to speak, but, you know, was personality-wise, it wasn't that big of a deal, but, but, but musically, you know, it was limited. Um, so, so after a while, him and I, you know, I, I, was, I was chomping at the bit to get out of Kansas because the music scene was pretty lame, mm -hmm. especially in Topeka. Mm -hmm. but, you know, I'm going, dude, you're from Austin, Texas. Well, let's, let's go down to Austin and start a band mm -hmm. where the music seems hot and heavy. Yeah. And, and, and we were doing blues and, you know, you know, blues rock and Clapton kind of stuff. And, mm -hmm. you know, let's, let's, let's get the heck out of here. And so, so, you know, I was, you know, 20 years old at, at, at that time. And so I loaded up everything you know, I owned, which was, you know, back then just a bunch of records and, <laughs> you know, my guitar, my, my bass amp, and I hit I-35 and, and, and I headed south. And, uh, and I even left before this guy went because I was so excited, you know, about this whole venture thing. Yeah. But he was not a motivated, ambitious kind of guy. So I got down to Austin, Texas, 
I thought, I got the hotshot guitar player, you know, from Austin. We're going to put this thing together, and I mean, it's going to be cool, and it's going to, we're going to be something, right? So we, you know, he must have sit around and drink Kahlua and cream, and you know, you know, play in his apartment, and you know, and uh, go out and jam without a singer, and I'm going. I don't think that's gonna. I don't think that's how this is gonna happen, man. So I, you know, I would, I would constantly, you know, try to push and motivate and, and uh, get so something could happen. And it was just always frustrating. I was always frustrated, and uh, you know, so finally, you know, we 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 had a band, had a, had a little drummer. We were doing a three-piece, you know, kind of rock deal with that with lame vocals and you know it didn't last and it was just one thing after another and that was you know I ended up coming back to Kansas um, you know kind of discouraged that that whole opportunity just could never come together you know so if I would have just relaxed and you know let him be his thing and gone out and found some other people to put into the mix, you know who knows. But, yeah, yeah. But because I was pushing and, and frustrated, I mean that that certainly didn't help. <laughs> yeah, and that's definitely something that I'm trying to learn myself. Yeah. You know, it's and I definitely have to admit that I'm not 100% there yet. You know, with just believing it, believing that, and I'm I'm trying to learn better. Uh, so so last question on this like topic is. What do you think the idea, how, I, I so let me say that, I think the, the relationship type stuff that we just talked about is a big reason why a lot of people, a lot of bands fail. I, I personally think that other reason is that people don't have a handle on the business side of their band. And I think one of the reasons why I feel this way is because when we're in college, we don't, nobody tells us anything about this crap. We're trained to play music beautifully and we don't know, I'm, I'm always, fascinated by how people come at a bar owner, right? How do you bring people to your shows? What the heck do you say to your audience, right? How do you make an advertisement? How do you, you know, all keep track of the literal money you made this year? You know, that was a hilarious one to me. How much did you make this year? I don't know. I didn't keep track, you know, all of that kind of stuff. Can you, can you talk a little bit about what, if you think that that's a huge thing that people are missing a lot or? Well, I mean, it is, but it's kind of like a lot of other things. I mean, there's some people that are wired to be business people, entrepreneurs, and there's and there's some that aren't. You know, I mean, I mean, most people recognize that a lot of creative kind of people, you know, work out of one side of their brain and, and business and logic kind of things. You know, typically, you know, are are in the opposite side, and those two never meet. <laughs> You know, yeah, uh, but and that's okay to some degree. Um, you know, I mean, I'm kind of a freak, I guess, because you know, I, I'm a I'm a numbers guy and a creative guy, yeah, and a business guy and a risk taker, and yeah. and you know, started multiple businesses, so so that's a natural thing for me. But yeah, I mean, I think for people that might not be wired as much that way, yeah, I mean, it's. It's important to at least, um, you know, have a game plan and, and try to, you know, it's, I mean, it's kind of a job interview. You know, you want to show up and, you know, you know, you know, not be wasted when you go talk to the bar. <laughs> I mean, or it might have helped. Yeah. It might help a little bit. I, I mean, 
you know, and hopefully somebody in the band uh, has got, you know, some business sense and, you know, kind of let them do it instead of, you know, try, try to, trying to do it. And if that's not a strength or your strong point, you mm -hmm. know, don't, I, I, even musically, I mean, I don't, I don't see that much difference. I always, um, my philosophy with a lot of things is, you know, don't, don't try to beef up your weaknesses that much. You know, like for me, I, mm -hmm. I, I don't consider myself, you know, much of a vocalist. You know, I like to sing and I'll get out there and, mm -hmm. you know, harmonize and have, uh, and have a good time and stuff. But I don't, but it's a, but it's not my strong suit. It's, it's not a strong point. So I don't like spend all of, whole bunch of time and energy trying to make myself um, Into that. a vocalist. Yeah. yeah. That's I'm, interesting. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. not gonna do that because, yeah. you know, I, I'm more interested in taking what I know I'm gifted at mm -hmm. and, and honing that yeah. skill and gift, you know, into something better. I mean, I can spend 80% of my time and I'm always gonna sing like crap. You know, so why waste that time? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's possible. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah you know? that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. And I think the same thing applies to lots of different areas of life. I mean, people have strengths. Do what you do really well. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and, and don't, don't, you know, this whole equality thing, we, you know, people aren't necessarily, um, you know, equal in everything. Mm -hmm. I mean, you, you're going to be better. At, at some things that I am, and and I don't have to strive to be your equal in that, you know, capacity or whatever it is. I mean, I I, I just recognize that, yeah. Don't be a singer. Go get a singer. It's kind of your your yeah, in, in yeah. a band sense, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. And if you're not a business guy, get a business guy. Yeah, yeah. To help you with that kind of stuff. Yeah. They don't even have to be in the band. Yeah. Just get I mean, get your girlfriend if if she mm -hmm. can keep a checkbook or hand out business cards right, or write yeah. people down and talk to her. Or yeah, that's that's a good point, man. Yeah. That's a really so good point. you know, you don't have to be everything. Um, just do what you do and and. Uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, that's good. Um, just a couple more here, quick ones. Um, what uh, what advice would you have for young musicians? Not like kids, but like like twenty ish year olds that are just that are got some decent talent and they're doing what you were talking about of oh I found this hot guy and I'm gonna move to New York and I'm gonna you know or what you know those younger people that are starting to gig. You have any? Oh, yeah. I I think it's I think it still applies to even you know people at my age. I think it's still okay to dream. Hmm. You know, I think it's still okay to you know say you know what if hmm. you know we get the right group of people and we get the right breaks and you know you know now that said. You, you, you got to be realistic and you got to not have expectations set so high that you're always going to set yourself up for failure. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that we're going to make it big. Right. I don't think or expect that, you know, somebody's going to come along and we're going to be in a Prevost bus tour in the country, you, you know. Right, centers all over the place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You know, so, 
you, you, you gotta you gotta taper that. But when you're young, you know, yeah, I mean, I mean, still keep the dream alive. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, you know, I think it's important that um, you know if there's if people are serious, if you're a serious right. mu- musician, um, don't don't fool yourself. Mm-hmm. You know and. You know, be, be be honest about about your band, about you know the capability and the potential that your band and the people in your band have, and be realistic with with what you've got to work with. So you're not trying to you know make something uh, happen that that can't happen. Mm-hmm. You know, and and so if you're real, I mean, I wasted a lot of time on a lot of you know. Investing in, in a lot of people, hoping that they would get their act together, right. you know. And so that, that's probably my biggest thing is, if it's not happening, don't try to make it happen. Right. Go out and find some other people yeah. and see if there's some magic and some sparks and energy that that just happen, right. and then go with that and, and, and use that to build on. That's for your own health, right? Well, I mean, your own psychiatric health. Yeah. That, I mean, uh, you know, Beat yourself over the head all the time. You know, it's kind of like going camping and trying to light fire with you know with with dead with wet wood. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, I mean, it's, track your brain all day, and it's just yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good. That's a good piece of advice, man. I mean, like that. Yeah, I mean, I guess you you know you can't. This world ain't going anywhere without people with ambition. You know, you got to have that ambition, but you got to realize that we're. Today we're not going three universes over. <laughs> it's just not going to happen, you know. So you got yeah. to balance, I guess, is what you're. Yeah, and if the guitar yeah. player doesn't have ambition, you know, don't knock yourself out trying to um, give him ambition because mm-hmm. he's not because he doesn't have it, yeah. and you're not going to give it to him. Yeah. And so, if you want to do something, then you're you're wasting your time. And on that situation, you know, and that and that goes with, you know, partying and, you know, being drunk and, you know, non-professional or whatever. I mean, I know you were talking about, you know, different times or different experiences that, you know, maybe that, I, that, I, that I've had in bands, mm-hmm. you know, and I, and, I, and, I, and I do remember, uh, well, when I came back from Austin, um, I had uh, I came back to start another band with another really really talented guitar player, good songwriter um, here in Kansas, and but man he was partying all the time, mm-hmm. you know and I mean to the point that you know he, like he was an alcoholic he had a problem and uh, but I would constantly overlook that because of his talent and the, mm-hmm. you, you know and I'm just going if we could just you know, how many times has that word's been said? If we could just yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, so I remember, I remember one time where where the whole thing goes, okay, this this is it. I mean, I, I get it, right? Mm-hmm. So we're 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 playing at this sleazy little bar in Topeka. It was a, it was a fun place, but you know, it it was it was just a bar. Mm-hmm. You know, and and you know, people knew us. Regulars and so it was pretty casual deal. So yeah, the dude's toast, you know. You know, and we're playing. 
uh, you know, give me three steps, Slender Skinner, yeah, right. standing yeah, up yeah, on yeah. the standing up on the stage, and he can barely stand. Well, he didn't stand. <laughs> so we're we're on a riser and. He starts playing a lead solo and going backwards, and he just kept on going backwards. And he did a he did a back dive off the off the platform. Oh, no. <laughs> so high up. how high up was that? Like three feet or two feet or something yeah, like that? Yeah, a couple yeah, of yeah. Feet, but I'm going freaking be kidding. <laughs> So what they do after that, like on that night? We bought him a drink. We bought him a drink. <laughs> Shots for everybody. Yeah, right. I'm going. Oh this, this, uh, yeah, this. You make an awesome point about, and I've done that before myself. When I had this person in my band that was in in our le in our level of age group, you know, musically a ten. You know, I mean, right. he was a killer player, right. and then, but you know, in in the one person that I'm thinking of, his definitely wasn't a drinking or drugs problem. His his was just a flakiness problem and we've all been with people like that. And so you make a huge point of that people are able to kind of accidentally let all this other crap go because he's such a good player right. and and band wise when he is on stage, just absolute monster, you know, and, and he's just you know, and he and he saves the day for us musically on stage, but every other moment is is, is a horrible, you know, yeah. horrible stressed out situation with a, you know, that just happens a lot, I know. You know, and, it's, and that's hard too, because, you know, you, you know, I can't tell you how many times in different bands, you know, I'm in with people that have huge, great potential, you know, and, and I think part of our, you know my problem, and maybe you know maybe you relate to it. You know when we recognize the potential of these people, we we want it for them because we know that they've got what it takes to get there talent-wise. Yeah. So we, you know, we overlook, we make excuses, and and and, and we hope for uh, you know stuff, and, and even though it's stupid, and and we and we allow that situation to drag us along when the reality of it is those people are poison. I mean, they're poisoning their own lives and then that poison spills out to what we're trying to do or what we want to do and... and uh, Maybe you don't even know it. You can't even notice that it's happening a lot of times too, right? Well, I mean, for us, you mean? Yeah, for us. Like, yeah. we don't even notice that we're getting impacted by them. You know, right, right, right. Their influence. You know, we spend more time you know, going, shaking our head, you know, going, oh man, you know, and, and, you know, what's it going to be today, or what's it going to be tonight at this gig, I mean, what's it going to, you know, and, and so, you know, I, I guess getting back to the advice for, for, for anybody is, you know, you got to let them go. I mean, if they wanted to do it, you know, they would get their shit together and come be part of the, part of the program. But if they don't want to do it, you can't make them do it. And if you don't let them go, you're going to drive yourself crazy. Uh -huh. 
no matter how good they are. And, that, and that's what's really sad. I mean, you hate to see people waste their potential. I mean, there's a love there, man. I mean, it's not just yeah. you, you wanting yeah. your dream. I mean, you see all of us as musicians, you know, we, we are all inspired by all these other people. That's right. just how it works, right? I mean, right. you see Steve Ray Vaughan or whatever, whoever the heck your person is, and you're, you're just, you know, oh man, if they could, you know, and you feel it, you know, it's not just that you, you're up on high and they're dead, you know, it's that you feel for them. Right. And want them so. But even on a personal level, I mean, you, you know, they become your brother, yeah. and, you know, and we've got a, you know, a bond that, mm -hmm. because we, we play in a band now to, together. And, and so because of that bond, it, you know, it's kind of the, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't, want, I don't know how to say it, but you, you, you enable, you're an enabler mm -hmm. in, in, into their bad habits, mm -hmm. and you know, mm -hmm. and you, and you can't do that. You, you, you can't, you know, love them out of their pain that they're putting themselves through, and so, you know, I mean, yeah. that's, that's the tough part. Yeah. Um, cool, man. Uh, last question. Uh, let's talk just for just for a minute on what's uh, what's uh, next for uh, for Dirtgrass Canyon. Where so we so me and Scott met about three three ish years ago, and and we played in a little duo. Scott Lane, our guitar players, who I'm talking about, and we had a little guitar violin duo. And then we started running this little jam, and that's how we met you. Right. And then now, so it's been about three total, maybe two-ish with you or something yeah, around there, and three years, total, man. yeah. And so you know, we've been definitely. Uh, what 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 do you see? What what do you see for the future of the next like year-ish of the band? Well, you know, we've 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 done some some pretty cool stuff. Um, you know, now I mean we've feel pretty solid about, you know, uh, Jerry on drums, and he's, he's been with us, he's, he's, he's a great player. We got Colm on steel. So, I mean, I think our sound is, is, is really solid. I mean, pre pretty complete, well-rounded, mm -hmm. you know. Um, you know, could, could there be a couple of other things added to it? Yeah, maybe, but, it, you know, it doesn't have to be. So, mm -hmm. you know, I think our sound is, is at a spot that, you know, we're able to go do what we want to do. I think we've, you know, got, you know, finally got some marketing stuff, mm -hmm. you know, working now. We've got, we've got a new logo and, um, you know, that we can start doing. And, you know, we've been tweaking on a website for some marketing stuff. So, you know, I, I, I think we're... You got a banner the other day. Yeah, it looks really banner, cool. Banner yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, for the know, stage. Yeah, that, that was a great pick, you know. Yeah. And, uh, uh, knuckleheads when we did that last right, week, yeah. banner underneath there, kind yeah. of stuff. So I think all of that. I think we're on the verge of really being able to, you know, d do some fun, you know, a little higher end stuff than just being, you know, the typical, you know, bar band on you know weekend warrior stuff. Yeah, because that because that's the thing. I think so many bands in Kansas City are at that. We can walk in and we we you know in, in a band they would bring five to 15-ish people a night and they're, they're easily able to go do this stuff where they're getting this three to four hundred a gig, you right. know, for a band and they're at this, they just keep accidentally staying at this little spot where they're just getting their three, four hundred and they, right. and so like, and so we're at least like business-wise, you just mentioned about four different things of, of different things that other 
that medium level band has. You know, you talked about like a band or you talked about like some uh, maybe a, a really decent looking video online, you right. know, definitely uh, obviously business cards and a website and like, um, and then also obviously the whole music situation where you have a good sound and you, you know, and so, and you're, you're, you're trying to go from this three, four hundred, you know, kind of this lower level bar scene to the five, eight, eight hundred dollar kind of gigs or thousand dollar gigs where you're playing, you know, opening for other yeah. media max and like that. I mean, is that, is that fair to say that they were trying to kind of get up fe like festivals and like, you know, that, that kind of yeah, level? And I don't turn things so much in, in, in what gigs pay, but, um, right. but, you know, but one of the things that I think, you know, sets this band apart is, is Scott's original material. Mm -hmm. And not only have we got a good sound and we got logo and we got something that's going, we've got something that's unique and original mm -hmm. to offer. Yeah. And I think that's what sets us apart more than anything. Because we we've actually got something, you know, that people are gonna you know dig, and you know no, you know we're not gonna be a covers band. I mean that's that's what made the deal at Knuckleheads last week so fun. Is we did nothing, uh, you know, except original stuff. That's and Scott's a great songwriter. They're pretty good songs, I mean, and they're they're really they're really really catchy yeah but they're really fun to play yeah. and they're really good songs and you got all three of those together yeah you know? and people can relate to them really easy so I think you know for for me vision wise I think I think what we've got to do is just get his songs with our sound mm -hmm. um, in front of other people and I think some really Cool things will will come about as a, as a result of that. Yeah, I I agree. And last last thing I'll say, you were talking about just describing our band. This is this is my opinion, but you were talking about kind of the roles of each person and and of a band. And and I think it's so cool that we've all kind of become a, a sort of part of the band in regards to the role. I mean, right. Scott Scott is obviously the kind of headliner and front guy for us, and he's he's the, the eye-catching stuff with this material, and he, he, he has he has talents that none of us have with talking to people. He's, he's the best talker I've ever seen. I mean, he's, the, he's probably the funniest person I've ever met, too. Yeah. And so he's, he does, the, he, he is our, you know, our, role of being you know really super engaged with the audience on stage um i think for you you you've done a really great job of kind of taking that sound man role which we really need badly you know for us to have a good sound and we're you know and and you you've kind of taken over that side and and maybe sort of you know maybe leader of the rhythm section or whatever you want to call it and and i i hope that you know that I've kind of maybe become kind of the conductor on stage a little bit. I tend to like, yeah. I really like to cue and stuff and kind of be, you know, know every single other person's part, like as well as mine, you know, and try to cue everybody. And, and then maybe talking about that the, the other two guys are, I always find the symbiotic stuff really amazing. How, yeah. you know, a, a really good front man needs a band. 
Yeah. They can't just do it all themselves, but a lot of these studio guys who are killer musicians, they can't do it without J-Lo. You know, nobody wants to go listen to them. Right. They, they need the front man. Right. And, and so even, even with uh, Coleman and Jerry, we need some other professionals behind us as well to fill the, you know, so, so we all like need each other in this yeah. weird way. And, and I thought, I, I just think we're doing a great job yeah. of, of come together. filling all the roles and we, it's kind of snug, like, like you right. meant. I mean, everybody's kind of finding their spot and it just kind of works pretty good. Yeah, it good. feels good and it's fun yeah. and uh, yeah, so I'm digging it. Yeah, man. Well, uh, you got anything else, man? No, not unless you do. I'm yeah, not. I think we, I think we hit it, man. Yeah, uh, this good job. Some good, uh, some good stuff to talk about that I think every every band person in a band should consider at some point in their life. <laughs> you know, of what they're trying to do with the bands and stuff. But um, well, kudos to you for for putting this together and, and trying to bring some of this media to some people because I, you know, I think people are gonna, you know want to hear and be interested and appreciate what you're doing so thanks up. man yeah yeah thanks I, I love talking obviously you know and i love hearing from other people as well and, and so i uh we we had my uh we had my mom on the first time talking about some teaching stuff and motivation stuff and kind of talking about some band stuff and, and i'll have some some more people on in the future talking about all sorts of musical topics so um music talk yeah this is the show you guys take it easy. Ciao, man.